Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. My name is Lindsay Doe. I'm a clinical sexologist and doctor of human sexuality. I'm also the host of the YouTube channel Sexplanations. This is Sexplanations podcast, where I talk more casually with people I like about sex and the tangents we go off on. It's episode 31. I'm sitting with my friend and longtime crush, Jeff. We met working at a pizza place. I was a line cook, and you were a driver, which is really fancy and special, and Mm -hmm. I just thought... So cool. We did go out for dessert once. We had chocolate molten lava cake and milk. I don't know if you remember that. Absolutely. At the depot. Oh, yeah. And then since I've tried to hook you up with multiple people with mixed results. Yeah, mixed results. (laughs) Last one was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We could talk about that, too. Let's talk about pulling out and the mixed results there. Well, so far I've had nothing but good results. with With pulling out? Pulling out, yes. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I guess I should just say, first off, that I really enjoy it. <laughs> um, there's just something sexy about it. And I think I think for me personally, something that I just started thinking about when you asked me to do this podcast was, I think there's something in my Catholic upbringing that makes it a little taboo or sort of the, the wasting of seed, so to speak. Oh. Um, I had never really thought about it until recently that that might have been something that was at play with my enjoyment of it. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I, so I, I mean, I just kind of thought a few days ago, like, God, I wonder if that has something to do with this because it has got to be some underlying reasons that it's more than just a visual and exciting thing to do in the moment. Okay. Well, let's unpack that. <laughs> um, first, I have a multiple choice question from you. We have a fundraising source, patreon.com slash explanations podcast, where people can pledge money on a per episode basis to make sure that this form of sex education gets out to the planet. Donna Flint, Paul Nixon, and the Millers in particular um, have contributed a bunch. And so we do this question in their honor. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. If I get the question right, does it mean more money? I don't know, Donna Flint, Paul Nixon, and the Millers. <laughs> you tell us. All right. Well, I've, I, I'm going to concentrate on this one. I want to get this right. I, I set it up so it's mathematical. Oh. So, you know, all you have to do is pick a number. And if you get the wrong one, whatever. No big deal. We're going to learn either way. I think people should give regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please donate. This is not a gender progressive question. So just off the bat, no. I'm using the term women to refer to people assigned female at birth who then go on to be receptive partners for penis and vagina sex because that's the data we have on them. And that's just because of how yeah research is framed. Basically, out of 100 women using the pullout method, also known as coitus interruptus, how many of them will get pregnant? Don't I get multiple? You do. All right. Ready? Okay. A, one, B, four. C, 23, or D, 39? I got to figure it's a lot more than four. I'm, I'm just staring go... at you with <laughs> my poker face. I don't want you to know. Uh, I'm going to go with 23%. It's four! Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. That's because of sex education. The, yeah. the non-sex educating, in quotation, sex education mm-hmm. that calls itself that. Because I think... For so long, the social norm was that you say another name for pulling out is parenting. 
It was just a, a joke, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. poo-pooed mm-hmm. coitus interruptus and withdrawal. Like, no, it's not viable. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but it makes sense. I just wasn't sure if everyone was as good at it as me. <laughs> I, okay, so this is a question I have for you. If they're not good at it, let's say they don't manage to pull out, are we still calling that the pull-out method? Well, I mean, if you're driving a car and you get in an accident, you're still driving a car. <laughs> you're just doing it wrong. Okay. I don't know. I, I think doing it incorrectly is still... It, it, it depends on the intent. If the guy intentionally does not pull out in time, he is not being forthright about pulling out, so to yeah. speak. Um, he's choosing to come inside her or him. Yeah, so I would compare it more to getting in a car and either putting the key in or not putting in the, the key and then calling it driving or uh, starting a car. Yeah. That's probably a little bit, a little bit better you're word. you're in the car but you haven't actually ignited anything. I, uh, mm, I don't know. It's a mystery to me, but I think that even with people not doing it successfully, it still has such a low rate of pregnancy that we should be advertising it more. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the pregnancy rate on um, 100 women with condoms? Um, it ranges. But if you're doing it perfectly, I think you've got a 98. And imperfectly, it's actually below the effectiveness rate of pulling out. I'll play an episode of Sexplanations YouTube about does pulling out work. And then we'll know for sure what a former smarter me had to say about it. There are three main fluids that exit a biosex male's body through the penis out the urethra. One, urine, an elimination of waste that originates in the bladder. Two, pre-cum, a clear lubricating liquid that comes from the cowper's gland preparing the urethra. Four, three, the sperm delivering white stuff made in the prostate and seminal vesicles. Semen has sperm in it, 200 to 500 million sperm. The rest of this is comprised of what I fondly call keep it alive fluid. During ejaculation, most of the semen is flushed out. Most. 2% lingers though. This is the remains, what didn't make it out. Residual sperm from the last ejaculation is dutifully swept up by the precum. Look under a microscope. There's sperm in this precum. You get it though. It isn't inherently there. It's a hitchhiker. So now what? Pee. Urinating can flush out the semen and soap and water washes off the penis, the glands, wherever semen has dripped or ventured off to. This resets the system so that withdrawal has more optimal conditions for success. The most optimal is mastering the mechanics of it. You're not taking a pill. You using a device that is scientifically engineered to prevent pregnancy. You're responsible for whether or not this method is a win or a lose. This means you put another protective measure in place, like something hormonal or a sex shield, and you practice. Interrupting sex at the height of arousal can be difficult, messy, and frustrating. But if you're going to be a spawn-stopping stud and remove yourself from the warm, wet, ooh, vagina when nature says, need to confront your objections and resolve to do it anyway. This takes practice, really. Withdrawal is challenging and typically results in a 15 to 28% failure rate, which means 15 to 28 of 100 women using this method for a year will become pregnant. That's one in four or one in five. Compared to the 85 of 100 women who get pregnant doing nothing at all, 
withdrawal is a delightful backup plan, but it's not the impressive four out of a hundred fails that comes from mastering this method. Only four! Look at all these numbers you deserve to know. Comprehensive sex education includes withdrawal. It doesn't discount it. It emphasizes that withdrawal, like most other forms of birth control, doesn't protect against sexually transmitted infections, but it can prevent pregnancy. Still get tested, still ask questions. Use withdrawal or not, you choose. I'm gonna stick to my method. <laughs> You're gonna stick to your method? It's your method, huh? Well, you know, it it kind of came from a relationship I was in um, long ago, and my girlfriend couldn't be on hormonal birth control, and she also had an allergy to latex. So condoms were out, and just about every available option for birth control was out. But we were still a very sexual couple, and so I had to learn to, you know, we wouldn't have sex around when she knew she was ovulating. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn to, right before it was starting to get great, make sure I pulled out <laughs> and finished outside of her. Yeah, cut it off. Yep. And I learned to really like it, the act of it. And I think um, when there's an eagerness on her behalf for mm-hmm. me, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm not into, you know, all the, the porno stuff with, you know, hu- making it humiliating or degrading to each their own. But unless that's what's desired by my partner, I'm, I'm not going to try and do that just for my own pleasure. That's not something I desire or, or want to do. Just in general, I think it's pretty damn hot. Yeah, yep. There is a place for it in my heart as well and on my chest or whatever, you know. Yeah, wherever. <laughs> so this must have started at a time when polyurethane condoms weren't available, polyisoprene. Have you been able to use those since? Um, Well, so this was close to 20 years ago. Yeah, because now we have alternatives, but I still think you are very fond of pulling out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If given the option, that's what I will do. (laughs) Where's your favorite place to put it? On her belly or chest. I think that's pretty damn hot. I think it paints a beautiful picture. And then, the visual is kind of exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't mind sex when it's a little bit messy. So it's kind of hot. Is it like a Jackson Pollock thing? <laughs> yes. Are you drawing with it? <laughs> um, no, it's a all over making a mess kind of thing, I guess. And then, more like a Pollock, yes. A Pollock. Okay. And then, are you are you wiping it up afterward, or are you like rubbing it into the skin like a lotion? What's going on? Paint us a picture. <laughs> Um, I'll use broad strokes. Uh, (laughs) I'm, you know, out of courtesy, I will be quick with the towel to clean up if that's so desired. But Mm -hmm. I also think, and this is just kind of a kink for me, I think it's actually kind of hot to go down on a girl after I have pulled out and come on her chest Mm -hmm. or wherever she, if she wants it, you know, Mm -hmm. on the chin or wherever Mm -hmm. to try and make her come from oral while it's still on her, I think is actually pretty damn hot. Something, You're into that. Yes, something I will try to do whenever possible. That's so kind of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I hope your partners do as well. I think so far it's worked out nicely for <laughs> partners and I. Aw. Have you ever gotten it in someone's eye or in your own? Oh, my God, yes. So I tend to um, have some distance okay. behind my shot, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can't even count how many times I've gotten a girl in the eye by accident. And I, oh, Jeff, I have been accused of aiming it intentionally, <gasps> which couldn't be further from the truth. When you're in the moment, aiming it is the last thing I'm 
thinking about it's I'm thinking about this feels so amazing and you know yay <laughs> here it is um I would never and this is why I would never shoot it towards someone's face intentionally because mm-hmm. a you can get it in the eye and b some t- you know people just don't think that's nice mm. much less sexy but yeah I came in my own eye once and that's why I will never ever try to get someone in the face unless they actually are like on their knees and begging for it and helping me out mm-hmm. if it happens it happens right but intentionally no way that's it fucking stings yeah it does I mean I don't want to yuck anyone's yum if you're into semen in the eyes totally yeah you know so, so be, it. be it but yeah, that is painful. Yeah, I it was feels laying like on the my... sperm are trying to get into Yes, your they're impregnating eyeball. my eyeball. They're like, this is a really big egg. They did not tell us in sperm school <laughs> how big this egg was going to be. As they're sitting there, just Char! tails out, just swimming right into the your cornea. Yeah, no, I, I totally got myself once um, when I was getting myself off. I was just laying on my back, and like I said, I'd, sometimes I'd come with some force, mm-hmm. and I plastered my eye. Mm. I mean, like, I had a red eye for the rest of the day. Yeah, and it was the start of the day. I had to go into work, and p- people asked me, like, "What's with your eye?" I'm like, "Oh, no, I, I got something in my eye." Face. No way! I didn't <laughs> tell them I totally came in my eye, own eye. <laughs> um, we're going to get society there, Jeff. Mark my <laughs> Eventually. words. I just wrote um, about hickeys. Oh. And When was the last time you gave a hickey or received one? I think I received one maybe a couple weeks ago. It wasn't what? intentional. It was just, yeah, you know. Yeah, in the moment. Yeah. Um, I try to give them all the time, but I, oh, I, you know. You're evil. Why? You like marking your partner? I just like toying with people, I think. Oh. It's dangerous. Anyway, uh, people were messaging me about how they hope we get to a place in society where you can show off your hickeys as an adult and that not be taboo or, hmm. you know, something that you get scolded for at work. But instead it's like, yeah, look at you go <laughs> getting the good sex. Well, I think you can have good sex and bad sex with, with hickeys involved. <laughs> That's but. true. That's true. Just I, like you can have a good masturbation session with or without a red eye. Yep, very true. God, I remember giving a girl a hickey in ninth grade. She was in eighth grade, I was in ninth grade, and I I did not live it down. It was dark, and I remember kissing her and actually like kind of tasting blood and thinking, <gasps> Whoa. that's interesting. And then the next day she showed up with a turtleneck and came immediately over to my locker and showed me and just chewed me out. She was pissed. An eighth grader and a ninth grader, isn't this why they separate you usually with middle school and high school? Yeah, so our our high school and junior highs were a little different. We had, um, so the, the way our school system was broken up, it was K through six in one school and then seven through nine in another oh, and then, then 10 puberty. through 12 in another. So as, yeah. a, as a freshman, you were actually the king of your school, unlike most what? other freshman experiences, right? So you didn't have that getting shoved into a locker by some senior experience as a freshman. And then by the time you're a sophomore, it's all kind of like, you know, we're all in high school together. There was no, like, being ostracized for being the youngest of the, the classes. Wow. I know. It was a different experience. I Maybe think about they that. should do that everywhere. They should. Except I feel really badly for the teachers who are teaching the, what did you say, the sixth, or no, seventh through ninth? Yeah, that's, I've substitute taught before, and mm-hmm. those are the grades that I will absolutely not do. Or back in the day when I used to substitute teach. Yeah. No freaking way you cannot pay me enough money to babysit a bunch of 15 yeah i mean they're they've got a rough deal as it is i remember being that young 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. When I subbed uh, in eighth graders the last time, I just started the day by saying, there is literally nothing that you can do to me that, that I didn't do to some poor sub teacher 20 years ago. So I'm just going to march your ass down to the principal's office. And that usually kept kids in line pretty well. <laughs> but you'd always had that little prick that wanted to, you know, test you or some drama amongst girls. I'll never forget. I was teaching, I think it was ninth grade, and it was right after lunch. This girl I'd never seen before comes running into the classroom, and she's bawling. Mm -hmm. And she just wraps her arms around my waist and starts crying into my chest. And I stick my hands up like I'm being robbed. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know this person. This is awkward. I could get in trouble just for, like, Mm -hmm. you know, embracing him or, like, consoling him. And so she's weeping into my chest, and she goes, Tina? called me fat and then Sarah said I was a slut and I'm just sitting there like Arms up what the there. hell is going on <laughs> looking out the door hoping that you know the principal doesn't walk by or something like that I had to just sit her down to say you know what kids are cruel you know choose your friends wisely I'm sorry that Tina and Sarah are such jerks Whoa. Yeah, and then she Were was in my next class. No, she was in my next class she came in like five minutes early because she had been traumatized by these so-called friends. Oh. Yeah. I felt terrible for her, but I, I mean, as a sub-teacher, you're, like, yeah, you're no. not in a position to nope. do anything about that. You can't interject, you know. Well, great advice anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, no teaching those grades. That's just a miserable time for everybody, kids and teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you are a teacher of those grades, thank you for doing what you yes. do. And if you, you are, are doing in the one Lord's of, work. <laughs> if you are Holy in one of shit. those grades... Be nice. Yeah, go easy on your friends and your teachers and your parents. Everyone's just trying to get through. Yeah, it'll pass. So do you have advice on pulling out on what to do and not to do? Well. Pro tips? I mean, obviously, you should already be well acquainted with your partner to know, you know, what your birth control status and stuff like that. You Mm -hmm. know, that groundwork should be laid out. Okay. um, As far as, you know, everything from STDs to pregnancy and all, all that. But. For me, I find that it's a big turn on when my partner is kind of eager for it. And so if they're either begging for it or saying, I want you to come here or there or do it like this, like that's a big turn on. And that's, I guarantee, like you will be a more successful puller outer <laughs> um, if, if you have that kind of like you can combine it with some dirty talk. Mm-hmm. To ensure that you pull out of her vagina well in advance so that pre-cum or semen doesn't make it out like an initial burst. And yeah, just, just make sure your partner knows what's going on mm-hmm. and is ex- kind of expecting it in some way. So they can I mean, it can be exciting if, it just, if you just pull out and do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for God's sakes, don't hit them in the face then if you're just going to yeah, you know, no, spur you the moment kind of thing. Give them a warning to blindfold themselves. I think there's just a lot of fun that can be had with it if you ask them to finish you off, um, either by hands or with their mouth or mm-hmm. if feet are your kink or with their mm-hmm. breasts or mm-hmm. however. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I think it's hottest when there's like kind of a lead up, talk about it a little bit with dirty talk and it's a two-way street rather than here's me finishing and how awesome am I kind of thing. Because <laughs> it can be, I think I think the porn industry has done a disservice in, in a way in, in that there's, you know, there's such a hyper-focus on the man's orgasm that the pulling out is, you know, the climax of what you're supposed to see. Mm-hmm. And good sex should be like a climax throughout. Mm-hmm. It, should, it should plateau at this high level and it doesn't just peak when the man comes. Mm-hmm. 
it should all be kind of a peak. And she should, she should be having as many orgasms as possible. So I think it's hottest when there's just good communication, a little bit of dirtiness. And uh, if you want to make the, the man pulling out and coming the end of it, so be it. But like I said, I think it's also incredibly hot to go down on a girl after you've kind of finished on her belly or chest or wherever she wanted it or wherever you wanted it and try and get her to have her nice little climax. Now everyone knows how to please you, Jeff. (laughs) What about withholding? So I think that in terms of how people frame withdrawal, they're like, oh, it doesn't work. You're going to get the person pregnant. And that's because we have this idea that people can't control their orgasms, Mm -hmm. but you learned how to control yours. What tips do you have for being able to do that better? It takes some concentration because if you just focus on your own body mm-hmm. and your orgasm, you can make it happen pretty quickly. So if that's you know sort of your focus, then you're not probably going to last all that long. And if you want to make it a longer session and mm-hmm. enjoyable for both, you know, then you coming right away probably isn't optimal. So there, you know, you can you can kind of concentrate on other things. Sometimes I don't like not fully being in the moment, but. If your goal is to have longer sex and an enjoyable longer period of sexual activity, then you know you can think about your favorite baseball team or <laughs> what's that what's that crack on the ceiling <laughs> or did I take that thing out of the oven or you know you can distract your mind to not focus on your orgasm so it doesn't happen as quickly or you can just focus on the other person but yeah. I mean uh, I've noticed for myself if I'm focusing on her and how beautiful she is or this thing that she's doing that I find really sexy, that will probably speed up my <laughs> orgasm. more turned on you are, the, the closer you get to yeah. climax is my experience. Well, it also seems like it's getting to know yourself and your cycle of arousal mm-hmm. so that you totally. know where your point of no return is. You know yep. how many seconds yeah. or percent sense of a second it's going to take before that point of no return and actual ejaculation and what kind of time you need to remove yourself from the other person's grip, etc. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I actually dated some someone uh, very long term who was on birth control mm-hmm. and we would do things like if I got really close to orgasm, we would stop or slow down and I would take some almost like core breaths like in yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga breaths will definitely relax your prostate and kind of suppress how close um, you are to your orgasm. Unless you're, you know, point of no return, you're right right yeah. on the doorstep. I don't think there's much that can really hold you back there. At least some cum is going to come out. You might not explode fully. Yeah. But if you're not on birth control, you should not be inside for that, yeah. that point on. So I think it sounds like a great exercise to masturbate and test your point of no return? No or do doubt. you feel like that's too different of an experience? No. I think when I want to get myself off, it's either quick and dirty mm-hmm. or I want to make a nice time of it. And so I'll get myself close and kind of hold back. I've found like almost like a Kegel kind of exercise and then relax mm-hmm. can sort of prolong your duration before orgasm. Like if you're really close I'll breathe deeply and and exhale completely and flex the prostate and and relax it. And sometimes that can hold me off from coming fully. Mm -hmm. Like, again, you know, you might have some come out, but not with the force and strength of a real big orgasm. It's kind of hot. Sounds so fun. It is. 
I mean, I have my own version of that, but to actually shoot things in certain directions or being able to write your name in the snow. (laughs) What a lovely advantage of penises. Yeah. And I would counter (laughs) that with being able to have orgasm or after orgasm after orgasm for a female is something I am extremely jealous of. Oh, they're so wonderful. (sighs) Damn you. And I'm having (laughs) such good sex right now. And. Your smile says it all. Yeah. <laughs> and that wistful look into it's, the distance. This is good stuff. Let's talk about crappy things. No. <laughs> Turn ourselves off. <laughs> Will you tell them your uh, pulling out horror story? What I think sounds like a horror story? Which? The one where you hooked up with someone oh. who had different political views. Oh, questionable taste. Yes. I mean, you don't have to. No, no, no. To. Totally can. Um, and this should be a lesson to the podcast listening world. Mm. Don't fuck Trump supporters. I'm just going to say it. Um, so This show just became political, Jeff. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, <laughs> so a while back, I'd been on Tinder, actually, mm-hmm. and matched with somebody that uh, while I was traveling, and turns out they lived, you know, like about three hours away. And... Um, so I didn't think much of it, and then I dropped Tinder, but we, she and I had uh, friended each other on Facebook. And so about six or seven months later, we started chatting again via Facebook, and flirting turned into kind of sexting and talking about sexual stuff. And it was established that I wasn't going to be moving a couple hours to be in a relationship with her, and she wasn't going to be doing that, you know, moving to where I live. Mm-hmm. And so we figured, well, we'd still like to meet up and let's have sex. And so we arranged to meet at some uh, this nice little resort. And uh, we were going to sort of feel each other out, have some conversation over a drink and some food. And then if it all felt right, we were going to go back to our cabin and have a wonderful evening full of sex. Mm-hmm. And pulling out was something that we had discussed that was a major turn on for both of us. So we had all these little things that we wanted to do. And yeah, negotiated. Great. Yeah, yeah. The, the roadmap was there. We both had um, similar goals, let's call it. <laughs> similar goals. <laughs> um, and so we had sex. It was pretty hot. And, you know, she, she wanted – the first one she wanted to swallow. Okay. So she, we were having sex and I pulled out and she finished me with her hands and mouth. It was very hot felt great. Then we had sex again, also very good. And we had sex a third time. Now, after that third time... Wait, wait, wait. But there's pulling out involved. In each one. And Okay. Yeah. 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 She was on birth control. We both got tested so that we knew we were STD-free. We used condoms, but the pulling out and letting the cum fly was, was a big turn on for both of us. So after the third one... I made some comment about Donald Trump, and she, like, spun on a dime and turned to me and said, you didn't vote for Hillary, did you? And I said, well, I'm not a big fan, but she's, you know, a pretty good civil servant, and I think she would have made a pretty good president. And besides, Donald Trump's kind of an asshole. I just could never see myself voting that way. Mm -hmm. And she laid into me, just, oh, you're – you support welfare queens and you're a socialist and I should have never hooked up with you because you're a dumb communist and all this stuff. I was just like, oh my God, who did I put my dick in? And so the night totally changed from that moment on. It was this political war. 
in a mm. cabin in the middle of nowhere after having, by both accounts, very good sex. We definitely enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. it was, we, I kind of laughed later on. I was like, I wish the sex wouldn't have been good because I don't like you <laughs> as a person <laughs> now. And this, this is really – this sucks mentally to like ponder the fact that I just had sex with someone that is a hardcore Donald Trump supporter and has some kind of ugly beliefs come to light. She's, you know, a little bigoted and a little just kind of a nasty person, very selfish and kind of a jerk. Mm. And, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, our conversations tended to skew towards sex eventually. And so it kind of covered up, you know, any talk about who we were as people on that level. You didn't do proper Facebook research. You know, she had a – and both of us had, like, pretty low profile on social media. Mm. Like, neither of us had Instagram her Facebook page was just stuff about family and her job. Mine is mostly stuff about things that I work on um, mm-hmm. and some music and stuff yeah. like that. So you wouldn't really be able to glean that information from our Facebook profiles, that we are polar opposite human beings politically. <laughs> <laughs> so shared goals, opposite politics. Oh, yeah. And if we could have just kept our mouths shut for the rest of the evening regarding politics. It could have been a fun time, mutually uh, beneficial, and we could have left it at that. But, man, it was horrible. No, but she opened your her mouth, and like you said, you filled it up with liberal sperm. Oh, yeah, that was kind of the best part because she, uh, she kept going on. She couldn't – like, we're in this cabin, and it's too far for me to drive home that night. So we're kind of locked into this thing. We have to sleep – in the same room and get up the next morning and then leave. Every half an hour, 45 minutes, she would just start digging in on me and being like a progressive or, you know, politically liberal person. And she'd jump in my face. It was almost like she was baiting me to like be physical with her because she would put her finger in my chest and poke me and like scream like two inches from my face. It's being She's being really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'd had it. And the last time she started digging in on me, <laughs> I... I said, you know what the best part about all this is that right now you've got a bunch of liberal sperm in your stomach and you're just filled with liberal cum right now and there's nothing you can do about it. And that really pissed her off. (laughs) But it was all I had. I didn't I didn't want to fight, but I don't know. I have this thing where if you if you poke hard enough, I will retaliate. But it takes me a really long time to get to a point where I want to fight hard back. But I'll typically throw a grenade in that case. <laughs> well, you didn't name call. and No. No, I was trying to keep it civil. Shit, we had like a whole evening, you know, in this room together. And just She could just go to her bed and be, stay over there. <laughs> but she would not. <laughs> if you're listening, let us know in the comments what you think about Jeff's story. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to read what the world at large thinks of that episode. I don't want to victim blame, but I do think that the lesson is to find out the person's political views before yeah, you, you have should. sex with them. And for me personally, I just don't want to give a Trump supporter satisfaction like that. I think I'm fairly decent and considerate in sex, and they don't deserve that shit. <laughs> 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 if you're going to willingly support a known misogynist, and alleged sexual predator, then you don't deserve Jeff a Dick. kind and attentive cock. Yeah. <laughs> well said. If only it fit on a bumper sticker. It'd be a really big bumper sticker. So that is that your worst pulling out story? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, 
I did have a, a scare once with a possible pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, but you know she got her period again in a month and tested negative for it. I mean, that's ultimately for someone that doesn't want children in that time mm-hmm. um, or in that moment, that's probably the worst scare or experience with pulling out. That happened once in that relationship with the, the girlfriend that couldn't uh, be on hormonal birth control or use condoms. Luckily, you know, neither of us wanted to have a kid, so it was, you know, a scare rather mm-hmm. than something to celebrate. Okay. And then best experience of pulling out? Oh, my God. There's so many, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't – it's not like I'm, like, <laughs> claiming to have had so much sex, but, um, you know, I'm older now. It's, I've done it so many times. <laughs> there was one with a girlfriend where – as I was getting close to climaxing, she just started begging for it. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. Like you said it was you like that. really turning me on. And she had already – she'd come a few times. She was very orgasmic. And so she just started like really sly like begging for it. It was just really hot. And as I was about to come, she kind of dropped down on her knees and finished me off with her hands and mouth right as – my landlord started knocking on the door <laughs> to Whoa. give it this like added element of risqueness. <laughs> and so I wound up just, I don't know. I in my mind I felt like she was gonna have her mouth on a fire hose and just fly off of me <laughs> against the wall in this like fountain of calm. But I I mean it was just this mind blowing orgasm and it's that's definitely in my spank bank has been for Quite a few years. That sounds like a good one. It was. And what did your landlord need? Oh, my God. It was something stupid. Like um, the city was going to be coming over to saw some limbs off of a tree in their yard <laughs> because they were growing close to the power lines. I'm like, really? Really? Like you you just messed with my orgasm to tell me about trees and power lines in the city? It sounds like it improved your orgasm. Yeah, it did. But then I had to like quick clean up and yeah, yeah. force my erection down while putting on some clothes and mm-hmm. peek through the door to talk to my landlord. So it was just as it got <sighs> great, it also got not great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you there. Okay. So let's do some Kegels. Main squeeze, squeeze it I am going to just talk about this company has been very kind to Sexplanations, making sure that sex education is accessible. And we're going to interject moans. And so every time there's a moan, you can do a squeeze of your puvocoxygeus muscles and strengthen those so that you can have better orgasms. Mm-hmm. All right. AdamandEve.com uh. is an online store for adults to buy toys and gear for their sexual adventures. Uh. Dildos. Oh. Strokers. Uh. Vibrating cock rings. Uh. Playful sex games. Uh. And cushions to prop your partner up for new sex positions. Uh. They're all available online at their website, adamandeve.com. Uh. When you use promo code SEXPOD at checkout, oh. they'll sweeten the deal with 50% off any one eligible item uh. and ship your fun for free if you live in the U.S. or Canada. Moan. Moan. <laughs> I did a couple extras on your longer sentences there. Yeah. I hope that's okay. That's great. I like it. How does your crotch feel? Oh, fantastic. Oh, good. (laughs) So I want to add a couple things before we give what's called sextra credit homework. Just some talk about 
non-hetero forms of pulling out. So all mm-hmm. the reasons why people might do it or how they can enjoy it if it's not just there for pregnancy prevention. Any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, obviously we're talking more about men in this situation or, or people with penises. We'll, we'll just yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, the terminology that we're going right. with is assigned male at birth. Thank you. Or AMAB. So, AMAB? AMAB. AMAB. Yeah. Well, with AMABs, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's something you can share. Like it's it's a, an exciting acknowledgement of what you're doing. Aww. And I mean, with two AMABs, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a mutual feeling like you can both do that as opposed to um, if it's man and, and mm-hmm. female assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a kind of a one-way street. In that department, but with two AMAB, or it's something six. you can share. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Some bukkake. Yeah, that's something I might want to participate in sometime. As a side note, to um, have somebody in the center of a circle jerk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone that chooses to be the center of it is going to become phobic or um, no. You know, they're doing that because they want that. Yeah, and that desire to me is hot. I, I just. I would wear a snorkel mask, I think. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd be fucking with my fantasies and, and I wouldn't be able to go snorkeling without no, thinking No, it would be of... new fantasies. <laughs> That's true. But it might change snorkeling for me. Okay. Maybe um, just uh, hot nerd glasses. Yeah, that would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll definitely yeah. want some eye protection, though. Yeah. I think so, if you have it coming from all directions. It's bound to get there. Yeah. Okay, um, so... But yeah, I, I think it's uh, <laughs> getting back to... for. Non, uh, not getting pregnant purposes. It's something that can be shared. Camaraderie. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're showing off your creation. Yeah. Maybe producing some art. You have a physical representation of your orgasm. Yeah. Tangible success. That's one. That's just the the glorious thing of it is that you have a tangible result of the good experience. Okay. It's hard to come when you're pissed off. (laughs) Ooh. Challenge accepted. So in the comments, if you have more reasons or benefits of pulling out, please list them. I'm thinking two other things to mention. One is that pulling out is a lot more successful as a birth control method if you're urinating between ejaculations so that you are Mm -hmm. flushing the sperm out. Otherwise, there should be no uh, sperm in the pre-ejaculate, which is what makes it a little bit more risky to put an uncondomed penis inside a vagina. And then the other note is that it's not going to prevent STIs, right? right? This is if you know your partner's status, you've had those conversations and have gotten tested and received treatment. We have to be thorough with our education here. Well, and another good thing for pulling out uh, for anybody Mm -hmm. that chooses to pull out is you can contain the mess a little better. Ooh, do tell. What do you mean? Well, for example, Mm -hmm. say you're at a wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. I was at a wedding once. With a <laughs> Say you're at a wedding. <laughs> Let's just make this personal. Um, so I was at a wedding once, and my girlfriend at the time wanted was like really turned on and wanted to sneak away for a quickie, mm-hmm. um, like in between the actual ceremony and before the reception. <laughs> um, uh, weddings. Yeah, right? Yep. They're, it just brings out the best in people sometimes. Yep. And so 
as everyone was walking to the reception, because it was all in the same building, um, we snuck off in this storage room at this big fancy resort and uh, just started going at it. And she was on birth control. She actually really liked for me to come inside her. She loved the feeling. It would actually usually cause her to have another orgasm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's just some damn hot stuff. But the negative to that is that if you're going to go dancing and hanging out in a social situation where you're sitting at a dinner table, having a bunch of cum leaking out of you and your panties and beyond is not optimal. So she and she wasn't one to finish me off much with her mouth. Mm-hmm. Like She didn't particularly enjoy, you know, swallowing or mm-hmm. anything like that. But for this purpose, I had her kind of bent over, and when I was ready to come, she finished me off with her hands and mouth to contain yeah, okay. the that potential makes sense. mess. So there's, there are other added benefits, too. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And for anal sex as well, because if you orgasm into a rectum, it kind of creates this little alien pod and has to come out. Yeah, and so it's not going to stay in there. And so don't want to deal with that. Maybe don't swallow that after it's been in an asshole, but you could put it someplace else. The paper towels that are, you know, plentiful in the storage room. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. And we tipped over this really expensive glass thing that shattered on the ground and then we got (gasps) caught. Oh. Yeah, it was was a hilarious ordeal. We were that that couple at the reception. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Badge of honor. Total badge of honor for me. Yeah, take it. I... We embraced it. (laughs) I was having sex in a van up on Blue Mountain, which is one of our wilderness ranges, park areas. And a park ranger came and knocked on the door. I was like, hey. And then I, you know, answered all flushed. And he just let us finish. It's like, yeah, you guys finish up. But get out of here when you're done. Oh, really? And he if said, you need you another place up? to go, here's this mountaintop instead. <laughs> nice. What a friendly park ranger. Right? They should all be like that. Yeah. Make sure everybody gets to come before shutting that shit down. That's It's the only right thing to do there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I love people who care about sex. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Thanks for caring about sex and people's pleasure. Before you go, do you have any sexter credit? Now you can practice at home. Dr. Doe gives you sexter credit. That would be good for our audience to do in the coming week? The coming week? In the coming week, Mm -hmm. I think everyone should help their partner get off through non-intercourse means. Aw. What if they don't have a partner? A selfless act selfless act for those who are partnered and if the person doesn't have a partner get yourself off as often as you can (laughs) go for it great great assignments i would also encourage people to try and find the time space between that point of no return like you know the orgasm Mm. is accessible and when the orgasm actually yeah that's a good sextra credit activity explore that area it's a lot bigger than you think in between when your brain first tells you it's gonna happen because mm. something happens whether you're by yourself or with a partner or a lot of partners something happens this this orgasm fairy lands on your shoulder and taps you on the shoulder and says you're gonna come <laughs> and up until that point you were almost seemingly unaware of orgasms <laughs> altogether but now it's gonna happen <laughs> the 
and there's a <laughs> there's a span there between when it does happen and when your inclination has been aroused that this is a this is a done deal. It's going to happen. There's no stopping this. There's a big world to explore there. Okay, that's the sexta credit. Find out. Let us know if you want. And um, shop at adamandeve.com if you want a discount. Thank you again, Jeff, for being so magnificent. A special thank you to Complexly and Cinema Studios and Count Boogie as well. Everyone who produces this show really means a lot to me, and I'm ever so grateful. And Cora Amparo, I'm still learning. 